The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The first thing we are going to really uh, uh, get stuck into, though, is uh, this bid, the FAI, confirming that along with the different football associations of the UK, that they have jointly submitted a bid to host the Euros in 2028. Thomas Byrne is a Fianna Fáil TD Minister for Sport and Physical Education. And Minister, you're welcome to the show. So what can you tell us about this bid? Well, I mean, the main thing is that the bid has gone in and it's a competitive process. So we wait to see when the decision is made, which will be later in the year. Um, But I think it's a very exciting opportunity for the country in many ways. First of all, sporting, uh, but also the east-west and north-south dimensions as well. So um, when will the decision be made, you know? Uh, As far as I know, it'll be made in October. Okay. Uh, UEFA will make that decision and we wait that. And do we know if there are any other countries or or maybe uh, countries plural as well uh, applying to host the, the Euros in 2028? Well, I understand it's on the public record that Turkey is bidding uh, for Euro 28. I'm not aware of any other bids that went in at the last minute. But I know that our bid is very well prepared. It's a very good bid, very attractive bid, we hope. And we certainly are in it to win it. All right. OK. And what is... Like, what is the pitch? I understand this is this is not a government bid. This is a bid by the football associations, but it'd be supported by yeah. your government, your department. So, like, what is the pitch for, for, for hosting it here? Why do it? Well, first of all, I mean, and you're right, it's a, it's a bid by the various football associations, the FAI, the IFI in the north, and the three um, in Great Britain as well. And so it's a joint bid. So that's, I think, really interesting as well for, for, for many reasons as well, especially in the post-Brexit era. But obviously, there's a long history of soccer on the two islands. Um, and I think there's a, there's a good history there. And also, there's a good future as well for soccer as well. Um, we're famous for it. We know that we like it. And the facilities that we have as well are basically there uh, with some work to do on some of them. Uh, but basically, we have the facilities to host us. So the facilities, uh, let me ask you about that. So, so the Aviva Stadium, the Dublin Arena, I think it's called for the sake of the bid. So that's just got to do with uh, UEFA rules. But uh, the Aviva Stadium is obviously one of the, the, the stadia listed. Casement Park is the second venue on the island. Why is that? The, look, I mean, the bid steering board has put forward our best shot at it. It's not just... Uh, the South. It's an All-Ireland bid with with uh, Great Britain as well. So obviously there would have to be some representation from Northern Ireland and, and Caseman Park is deemed to be the best place to do it. Now obviously there's substantial work to be done there yeah. and the British government have given a guarantee in relation to that. So Croke Park lost out to Caseman Park effectively because no, because the North had to true. have something. I mean, sorry Kieran. Because the North had to have something. No, that's not the case, actually. Um, we, we want a Croke Park and the Aviva. But actually, from a UEFA point of view, it's felt that two in a city the size of Dublin wouldn't be ideal for the bid. And uh, We did push hard to, to go for the two in Dublin, uh, but it was decided ultimately that we wouldn't proceed with Croke Park. But that's simply to do uh, with the way the UEFA process works, the way they look at it. And really only London, I think, is the only city uh, where two stadiums will, 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 will be used or proposed for the bid. Uh, and it's on that basis that we're not going ahead with Croke Park. There's been fantastic cooperation with the GAA and no issues whatsoever with them. They're very cooperative and will continue to be so, I assume, in relation to Casement Park also. Well, was there ever a consideration to submitting Croke Park ahead of the Aviva? Well, look, I mean, ultimately, this, as you said, is a matter for the, the, the Football Association. So, I mean, the FAI is going to put their best foot forward, which, of course, is the Aviva. 
Uh, and that's a reasonable thing to do as well. It's a, it's a world-class stadium. And I know that from engaging with the UEFA, senior personnel in the UEFA, they're very, very happy with the Aviva. Will there be an upfront cost uh, to the Irish Exchequer? No, I mean, look, there will be a cost to the Irish Exchequer, but we've done a, um, a cost-benefit analysis on it. And I think the cost will be outweighed by about three to one by the benefits that will accrue to the country from it. Um, the cost will be mainly at the time in terms of security. There will be other costs, but there's no actual cost to submit a bid or to pay your way for it to host the thing. And the but what what, what will be the cost of the security and those other ancillary? Well, costs? look, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. I mean, there were estimates. Why not? Well, well, because simply because we're in a competitive bid process at the moment uh, with with Turkey and possibly with others. I I, I don't know. So I want to be careful of that. If we do win the bid, there will be, uh, we're more than happy to go through all of the costs at that point. Uh, but we have gone through it and the benefits and the cabinet... Do you not, do you not think this. the public have a right to know what you've possibly put them on the hook for? Uh, they do, absolutely. Uh, but we're confident that the benefits will more than outweigh the costs and the public will... I'm more than prepared to give absolute transparency, but I want to let this competitive process go yeah, through Yeah, but most of those benefits don't accrue to the exchequer. So the, well, the co- them, there, there is a, a cost to the exchequer that might not be realised by the exchequer. We, as taxpayers, fund that. And I'd like to know, as a taxpayer, and I think everybody listening would like to know what you've put us on the hook for. We haven't put anyone on the hook for anything. What we're trying to do is win this bid, which will bring enormous benefits to the two islands, but particularly to ourselves. Uh, we're confident in the costs, that they would be far outweighed by the benefit. And I think at this particular time, um, it wouldn't be helpful to the bid if I was to start talking about the costs. However, there were figures in the press um, some time ago, uh, and I'm confident that the figures will be substantially less than have been previously quoted. So, um, I, again, I appreciate this is something that generally is organised by the likes of UEFA in conjunction with the different associations. But you'd imagine if, if Ireland is a host country and Dublin uh, a host city, that there'll be fan zones and there'll be other events yeah. on around that people yeah, I found, take I it's necessarily can enjoy, cost, yeah. But by far the biggest cost would be the security cost and their their cost the state will have to will have to put forward. Um will there be extra travel arrangements put on? Um extra options for people, I don't know, in terms of chartering flights, making space in Dublin Airport, extra ferries from the UK? Look, I mean, this is all items that have been worked out. I mean, it is considered that Dublin has adequate hotel accommodation, particularly as we look past the current situation. Um, But obviously, there will be opportunities for further connections to happen uh, and to utilise those existing ones as well. Um, So that is all part of the bid. There's also organisation around public transport in the city and Dublin City Council Mm. is a very important partner uh, of this bid process as well. All right. Well, listen, by October, as you say, uh, we should know the result of it. It looks like it's just ourselves and the the Turks uh, fighting it out. When I say ourselves, ourselves and uh, the uh, footballing associations uh, from the north, from Scotland, England and Wales as well. So lots of people uh, would have fingers crossed for a a positive outcome. Thomas Byrne, Minister for Sport and Physical Education. Minister, thanks a million uh, for joining us here on the show. Your chance to win big. News Talk's Cash Machine. Yeah, big year for the cash machine so far. We've had 32 winners, 17 counties, 1.3 million quid between them. And we are not stopping there because it is a special week, Easter week, bank holiday week. We've got a special edition of the cash machine. So you could win on Friday, and it's going to be a guaranteed winner on Friday, €70,000. Now, just because it's a special edition of the cash machine doesn't mean the old rules don't apply. And you know what they are. 
To enter the competition, you have to text PLAY, P-L-A-Y, to 57557. That's PLAY to 57557. Get the entry in by 3 p.m. on Friday. If your phone rings after 3, you have to answer within five rings. If you do that, and it's us on the other end of the line, we're going to ask you how much is in the cash machine. And I often say write it down. You hardly need to do it, but maybe just in case. €70,000. If that's your answer, then every red cent of that is yours. Over 18, you have to be to enter. Text costs 250. Full terms and conditions are on newstalk.com. We're going to come back a little bit later in the show to the item we just discussed, the hosting, the possible hosting of the Euros in 2028 in uh, Dublin. The Aviva Stadium in Casement Park uh, in the six counties, uh, they will not be held. There will be no matches held uh, in Croke Park, despite all the hullabaloo previously about the GAA opening up Croke Park uh, for just such a bid. It appears it is not necessary now. Uh, it was no it was never necessary um, it's my understanding of, of what Thomas Byrne the Minister for Sport uh, had to say to me a few minutes ago because of the UEFA rules and regulations it begs the question why we bothered with all of that in the first place did we not know what the UEFA rules and regulations were anyway questions uh, that we might put uh, to guests later in the show when we come back to it 87 106 I'd love to hear your views uh, in the meantime is this something that you would celebrate is this going to be a big boost for grassroots football or are you in the Shane Coleman camp? My colleague, News Talk Breakfast, all fur coat and no knickers is how he has described this in the past. If you want to boost grassroots football, put the money straight into grassroots football. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.